0: Hello friends, I'm Ray Harwood and Business is Zooming. Let's talk about the online Zoom community for a little bit, okay? Welcome back to the Business is Zooming podcast. I mentioned in my first episode that I'm pretty active in the Zoom community, which is an online forum-like place, which is mostly frequented by people who need some help with Zoom. First, though, just a quick reminder that this podcast is hosted on anchor.fm, and if you want to view it over there or listen to it, browse on over to anchor.fm slash businesses zooming, or you can browse over to dot slash podcast for more info. All right, so the first thing you need to know about the Zoom community is how to get there, okay? So the URL is community.zoom.com. It's .com, not .us. So if you've been going to zoom.us for your account, remember, community.zoom.com for the Zoom community, Okay. So the next thing really is how do you create a post? Well, once you're on community.zoom.com, you'll see a row of circular buttons across the various Zoom product lines, which has things like meetings and the marketplace, events and webinars, phone system, and it goes on all the way across the page. You can browse around the community and look through questions that have already been asked and hopefully answered. And you can even search, there's a search bar up at the top and you can type in your questions there. Most likely, I tell you what I see a lot is people who've posted, I go look at their profile and they've only posted one thing and they just joined the Zoom community yesterday or today even. If you have a question and you want to ask it, what you need to do is go there and click on the orange start a discussion button. Now, if you're already logged into Zoom, it probably won't ask you to re-log in again, but if it's been a while since you've logged into Zoom, you may get asked uh, for that. But once you're actually logged in, you'll probably be asked to create a, a username. Now this username is like, if you've been on a forum before, you probably know. You know what What do you wanna be called when you're on the forum? It doesn't, you know, they're not gonna give your email address, They're not gonna give your account name that you have, uh, but this is your chance to get creative and some people are pretty creative. Um, I kind of had to take a look at my usual moniker when I'm out there on forums and stuff and I called myself the Old Desert Lizard. Uh, But on the Zoom community, I actually have my, my full name. It's Ray Harwood. There's an underscore, Ray underscore Harwood. So you can look for me out there, I'm out there. So once you put in a username, you can click enter. And you know if you go, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't picked that one, you can change it later, don't worry about it. Um, if you had to log in and enter a profile name, you might be back at the orange button piece again, You know, just click that. Now, if you're going to create a topic and you know that this is something dealing with, for example, Zoom Webinar, you want to go into the product for Zoom Webinar And then when you click start a topic, it'll know that you're talking about webinar. If you're at that top level with all the little buttons and everything, um, if you click start a topic, it's going to give you a list of what kinds of products, which product are you talking about? So you just have to pick to make sure in the right one. There's a good reason to pick the right one because you might actually have a phone question, a Zoom phone question. And if you put something in the Zoom chat area instead, you're gonna miss out the guys who have phone experience and only look in the phone area to answer questions. So after you actually get your uh, uh, section uh, with a product, so actually, you <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> So after you get your product picked out properly, there's a place for you to go into however much detail about your. So once you get that product line put in properly, there there's a place for a title, a place for you to describe your problem briefly. Don't just put help me, please. You probably would or would not believe how many people just go, I need help or something not helpful. But put something like problems with screen sharing on a Mac or problems with telephone pickup on a a conference line or or whatever. Something brief but specific. And then there's the usual block that's kind of big and you can type in However much detail you actually have about your problem, now give as many specifics as you can. I I, I can't tell you how often I get something like I'm having trouble screen sharing, and they give you absolutely no details about you know what what actually is the issue. That's their issue, but I need more than just that. If if there was just one answer to screen sharing, it would be easy, but it, it's it's. There's a lot. If there was just one answer to, you know, I have problems with screen sharing, it would be easy, but there's a lot of variables involved. Now I recommend that you always include the following and it's a short list, but please just help us out here so we can help you. First thing that really is important is what type of account do you have? Just tell me, is it a basic account? Is it a pro account, a business account? an education account, or a government account. And if you tell me that, if you tell any of us that, we have some sort of an idea of some of the special restrictions or special uh, capabilities that are there. And um, it, it just makes it so much better if we have that information. Next, what type of device and operating system do you have? Is it Windows? And if it's Windows, is it Windows 10 or Windows 11? Yeah, if it's Mac OS, and what version? Um, Is it Linux? Not too many people using Linux, but there are a lot of Linux problems out there. Are you using a tablet or a smartphone? Is it Apple, Android? And and what, especially if it's Android. Sometimes it depends on the manufacturer and model. So always put in there, I have an Android and it's made by this company and it's this model. And and in those places where it matters, it really does help us get you an answer much quicker. The third piece really is what type of event were you in? If you were in an event, was it in a meeting, in a webinar, a conference, on Zoom, or any of those things? And then the last thing is if you were in one of those events, what type of a participant were you? Were you just an attendee? Were you host of the session? Were you a co-host? Were you a panelist? You know, what what were you? And then you can go on and and describe in more detail maybe what happened before, what indication you saw afterwards. If you were lucky enough to get a screenshot, copy and paste a screenshot in. Just be careful and don't put any personal information in there. Don't put your account information. Don't put names of people. um, And if you you have a screenshot that has that in there, pop it up into a little uh, image editor and gray out those parts that really someone shouldn't see. And here's my last piece of advice. And it's just advice. Please don't whine. You know, I've just skipped over posts before where half the post is about how bad everything is and Zoom is a crappy product and why doesn't Zoom do things the way I want them to do them and blah, 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 blah. I I don't want to hear it. As a volunteer, I'm a volunteer. I'm not a Zoom employee. I'm just here to help. I don't want to waste my time and yours commenting on what I think about Zoom and how I may agree or disagree with any of your opinions. I'm I'm just a customer like you. I have to deal with some of the same issues that you deal with, and I'm not going to be sympathetic on the Zoom forum. I will help you if I can. Help me with the information, and I'll do the best I can to help you out. Who is answering these questions? So you you type in a thing and hit enter. And it kind of goes off in a never, never land. Now, you can go in and see, you know, there's a wide range of people helping out on the Zoom community, but I I kind of bundle them into three major groups. Now, the first group is Zoom employees. Now, there's a lot of Zoom employees that visit the community who it's not their primary job and they're not dedicated to coming to the community every day and it's not their job really to help people but they do it because you know they may have some extra time um you know they 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 love sharing their expertise uh i i had a guy that i i knew that was a zoom employee um and worked with zoom rooms which is a specific type of zoom capability I won't go into it here, but he ended up getting a promotion and going off to doing some other stuff, but he's got that expertise. And so he still comes into the Zoom community and helps out when he, when he can. Um, you'll, you'll see the word employee in a Zoom employee's profile. And some of them, you might see the words community champion, which refers to someone who's been vetted by the Zoom community team. Um, they get a little extra training and that sort of thing on how things are supposed to be done in this Zoom community. And uh, you'll, you'll see them um, probably a little bit more often than the average uh, Zoom employee. Besides employees, there are non-employees, there are customers, you know, just like you and me that help out in the community. But here's where I try to divide the customers into two groups. There's some like me with a wide range of experience with Zoom products and a pretty extensive experience with a lot of it. And so if you look at my profile, you'll see that I'm a Zoom community champion as well, but mine says Zoom community champion customer. And there's a few dozen of us, and and we do what we can to help out because we we like helping out. We like helping you with your problems, and we have some knowledge that we love to share. I don't want to diss everybody else that's not a community champion. There, there are several people who spend a good amount of time on the Zoom community and have a lot of knowledge but we get a lot of what I like to refer to as casual helpers. Zoom customers that you know might, might expect, you know, anyone can answer any question. And sometimes people answer questions when they don't really know the correct answer. And my advice to you is to always be careful that if you get a quick answer from someone without the employee or community champion label, um, there's a way to click on their name and take a look at their statistics. And if they just joined the Zoom community in the last week or so, and, and they've posted five or 10 or 15 answers, um, you know, just be careful with that kind of advice. If you run into someone who's been on there for months, may, maybe a year, and the Zoom community is only a year old, uh, sometime in late August of 2022, uh, they celebrated our our first year anniversary with the Zoom community. Uh, if you get someone that's been around a while, you know, you can trust their answer. I've given wrong advice before. Anybody can kind of read the question wrong and maybe not give you the right advice. But, you know, just be wary of something that sounds too good to be true. And, um, you know, if you need some more uh, help, you can post right back there another reply and say, are you sure? I think I need another opinion. On the Zoom community, if you get one of those random answers from a community member, you're probably gonna get answers from someone who's maybe used the product you're talking about or maybe not. But if you get an answer from a community champion or a Zoom employee, you're probably getting a much more educated answer and the questions that you may get back from us will be based on a lot of troubleshooting experience where we kinda know what are the right questions to ask and, uh, you know, we, we'll we'll get to the answer faster very often than the help desk folks who are, you know, shooting out an email to you and you may take a couple of days to reply and then they may take a day or two to re- reply. And I think the interaction goes on a little bit faster in the Zoom community because the volume of actual uh, posts is smaller and probably the ratio of the number of people visiting there making answers uh, is probably the ratio is a little higher, so that's that's really kind of the Zoom community in a nutshell. Uh, you know, if if you have an opportunity to stop in and ask a couple of questions, please do. Uh, you may or may not actually get uh, me to answer. You'll get a variety of people that'll be answering, but I love coming in and helping out people. So that's it on the Zoom community. On the next episode, I'm working on a discussion of the pros and cons of in-person, virtual, and hybrid events. It's a hot topic, and you'll get my honest opinion. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's different people have different opinions, and I'll be happy to give you mine. All right, Zoom fans, thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 2, All About the Zoom Community. I'm Ray Harwood, and you'll find me lurking around the Zoom community at community.zoom.com.